the fire. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. Woohoo! <laughs> hello, hello, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And this, this is, is Through, through the, the Fire. Fire. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New well, Year. Well, we're yeah. coming up on Yeah, it. it's coming up. It's that, this is the week. Well, you know, we start celebrating early like we always do. <laughs> always. We get so excited. <laughs> well, you know, it's New Year's and it's, uh, it's reflection resolution time. In fact, you know, back in the day, I used to always love to get the newspaper this week. Because it would always oh, be, yes. it'd be always all these the year retrospectives, review, the year in you know, review, year right? Year in review, and you'd be, yeah. you'd be, and it was just so much fun to kind of sit down and read through all that stuff. And I, you know, I guess in the digital age, we've kind of lost that kind of rhythm. But this is the week, you know, this is the week when you look back, you look in, you know, reflections, and you're you're thinking, okay, what's next? And I know a lot of people want to turn the page, maybe, you know. Yeah, they a lot can. of people are just they think. And they want, they want to turn the page and just put everything behind them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that, you know, just a new day, I mean, it's a new day to begin, right? Right. We start refreshing you, but some of these things do come forward. Yeah, well, again, yeah, just because it's, just because the calendar changes. Um, right. You know, but this is a, this is that kind of time, right? It's a time to to release, you know, restore. It's a time to renew, right? Right. Um, so we're, reflection is good. Mm-hmm. Reflection is really good, but it's not just reflecting for the sake of reflecting, right? Because that can bring on some painful things. But it's what are we learning from it, right? Mm-hmm. What are we learning? What can we do? What are some resolutions that we can? Uh, that can come from that and uh, some of the uh, ability to release some of the, the things that are maybe are behind us, th- some things to restore, renew, and, and move forward in a refreshed way. Well, and, and, you know, it's nice. The world has rhythms. The church has rhythms. We've been talking about those kind of things, too. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those times, whether you want to reflect, whether you want to, you know, deal with these things, the whole country's doing it. So right. how can we do this better? How right. can we do this in a blessing in the, that, in a way, is, is a blessing for ourselves and those that we love? But here's kind of my question to you. Okay. Um, you always you, have a question. I got well, Because, you know, we think about these things, and I love how we talk about these things, and we're always trying to say— you know, how can we do this so that it really is a blessing mm-hmm. and now it's better for us? Mm-hmm. So what happens though when you come to the end of the year and you don't have the strength? You know, everybody else is doing this stuff, but you don't have the strength and you don't have the energy to look back, mm-hmm. let alone the energy to look forward. Um, wow, that can be really destructive, right? Well, it can be. I mean, because then you're kind of stuck, right? You're mm-hmm. stuck there and, and, and that's not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to to be purposeful and to move out. And so, you know, there's definitely, especially, you know, at the end of the year and around Christmas, whenever we're used to getting together with families and maybe that hasn't happened or people are missing and the table looks different. And, you know, so, you know, you get these emotional challenges and psychological challenges that, you know, looking back can be really overwhelming. And we can replay scenes and replay scenes and replay scenes that go nowhere. So, you know, we really need to look 
at the the situation, at our life in an honest way, and mm-hmm. look at what we what roles we've been playing and contributing to the lives of others and the surroundings and the people that, whose lives we touch and. You know, everybody that we come in contact with, we're, uh, you know, imprinting something upon them. And so, you know, and if we've done something that hasn't been quite so good, you know, we rather than justify it and, and we need to acknowledge, you know, our responsibility in it and see, you know, what pains we might have caused and how, what the situation might call for and how we could have done that differently and, and you know, start looking at that. And then, then there are people that are dealing with health issues and lots of things, you know, just out of our control. But, well, I mean, but you, you just define kind of two out-of-control uh, aspects, and I, yeah, I want to ask I a did. question. Well, because but here I, think I go, it's I'm getting overwhelmed, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting very don't, overwhelmed. Don't be. Well, you know, <laughs> and again, that's what can happen this this week. You know, that's what can happen this time of year. When you were talking about being out of control, and and so here you are in this middle of the situation. And so you if, are talking about me being out of control. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> is there difference? Is there a difference in in feeling out of control if you were the cause? Versus feeling out of control, and I mean, how to deal with this? If, right. if, you, if you were the if you were the cause, or you weren't the cause. So, like, if you're out of control because something just happens to you, mm-hmm. you know, or if you really created this thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, talk about how how do you, how do you face those things differently, or how do you deal with those things mm-hmm. uh, differently? Especially if you were the cause. Well, there are some similarities, and there are some differences, <laughs> though. Yeah, you're always causing me stress. Am and you're I, causing me? Wait a minute! Hurt. I no, thought you were going to talk about that. You're my blessing. <laughs> you are. <laughs> hey, you're both, right? Just well, like I'm both well, for you. Sometimes we we do that. No, no, but seriously, sometimes we, you know, intentionally do cause harm, and and we do cause hurt, and we, you know, whatever it is, because maybe we're angry, or we have anxieties, or we have a false sense of needing retribution to balance the scales, or any of those things. In those situations, you know, we're in control of the situation to a degree, to right? A degree, but we're yeah. also not because, you know, we have these deficiencies and defects and, and flaws, right? And then mm-hmm. we kind of... There's that, a brokenness, yeah. Yeah, there's a brokenness to us. And so, you know, we're out of control even when we think we're, we're, we're in control. So, you know, that doesn't absolve us, though, of the responsibility of our behavior. You know, I want to interject in this, too. You know, the, there's one biblical teaching that I think is out of vogue, but mm-hmm. it's still the reality that's in all of our lives. The Bible says we're sinners. The Bible says we're broken. And the Bible says there are part... Even though we have that kind of innate sense now that we are always going to do what's in our own self-interest, the Bible holds us accountable to that, right? Right, And and that's the whole thing about coming to repentance and coming to faith. But again, like you said, if you're one of these people who's actually caused the situation, well, you can rectify to some degree uh, some of the hurt. Right, right, right. And the first thing is to acknowledge it, not justify it, right? And then there are other times, like you said, where we might be reacting to something that was done to us or some fallout that was caused by another that and rather than you know kind of help you know deaden the the fallout or whatever lessen it we might escalate the harm and and spread the damage unintentionally you know as a defense mechanism maybe and we're not consciously aware of it but this too doesn't absolve us of the responsibility of repairing whatever damage that we are, we caused because of our you know and how the way you we, we react and how you yeah and how you react is still within your control to some to, degree. To a certain degree. Right, to a certain degree. But people don't realize that they do have some power there. Mm-hmm. So even when people do hurtful things to That's you or, right. or, or when things come on you, right. how you deal with that uh, right. is still... You're learning, honey, because I'm. T- I see now you're learning. You don't. You don't, I don't need to justify to, everything. I don't have to you get angry. You just I don't have. To. That's right. You just need to accept <laughs> <I> can... <laughs> it and. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, now we're learning. I, I think we're How having. Years? I think we're having a session. Uh, uh, yeah, we're uh, having a uh, mini uh, session. A yeah. little mini session. Yeah. Anyway, that's one thing. When when you live with someone who is a, a psychologist, you know, this is the issue. <laughs> of course, I'm a pastor, so it, go, it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But seriously, sometimes we, you know, we're facing something that is beyond, you know, our our control or our behavior is all. You know, or something, maybe, listen, maybe we're extremely disciplined and we go to sleep when we're supposed to. We get the right amount of exercise. We eat well. You know, we practice meditation. We pray and and we do all the things right. But still, something goes wrong. So, you know, we might feel angry. We might feel disappointed. We might feel disparaged. You know, these are natural things that can happen to us. You know, so those things, I mean, even though we thought we had everything in place, it it doesn't go right sometimes, right? Uh, you know, I, I wonder, you, you just hit on something, too. I think that's the modern temptation is that somehow if we just can do everything right, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're, we, will, we won't get sick, <laughs> you know, we won't have struggles. And the Bible is very clear. The brokenness that's in the world comes from a deeper-rooted issue called sin, and mm-hmm. it, it, has, it wreaks its havoc. Mm-hmm. It's like when you throw like a pebble in a pond. I always tell people what happens is it, 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 the, the, the stuff that's in our world may not be totally related to just what you're doing at the moment, but when you throw a rock in the pond, there's ripple effects. Right. And it just overwhelms. And sometimes sometimes you are the cause of the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just get hit by one of the waves. Mm-hmm. We live in a broken world. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the question on New Year's is, okay, so we're reflecting back on all these mm-hmm. things. But what if we're overwhelmed by it? What if we were in the middle of these things and we don't know what to do? It sounds like we're talking about a he will make a way where there is no way kind of thing. That's you know, a beautiful Kathy Tercoli song. Uh, and I love that. In fact, you know, I like to. How does it go, honey? He will make a way where there is no way. <laughs> don, 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 don. <laughs> actually, that was, yeah. Well, that a was a little ad. off, but that was good. No, actually, the dong, 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 dong was really good. <laughs> but, you know, I loved, I used to listen to that song, especially when I was having a tough time. And I love that because the words are so powerful because it's, again, God saying, I can get through things that you can't even begin to handle and I'll make a way for you. You know, I'll make it follow me type of thing. Or, but here's where I think it could go too in our discussion. Um, he will give you strength. Uh, it's kind of a, a grinded out kind of thing. He will give you strength to get through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of an image like, you know, a lot of times people say about golfers, oh, he doesn't have his good stuff today. He's mm-hmm. grinding it out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to lose today, but he's not going to win today, but he's going to get through today. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we Christians got to understand when we grind it out mm-hmm. with a with a joyful spirit, that says volumes to the world around. They're like, how can you how can you you know have a passion when you don't have your A game? You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, that's because our the passion comes from someplace else. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I, I love the Catholic Tricoli, He will make a way, but also the you know faith. If faith in God is anything, it's we can look at life as it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we also are not limited by that because we never settle for less than what God says it is right. in and Christ. We're, and we can't always figure out everything. We can't heal everything. We can't fix everything. So, you know, it, it's important to connect to God. But it, going back to that golf, I, I can't get it out of my head. What? Our producer a couple of weeks ago was sharing with us how he was golfing one time and how his shoes fell apart at one of the... <laughs> 
Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. The soul separated. The soul se- and that's and really so his A game was definitely off then. He well, was facing reality. Well, you don't want to leave your golf <laughs> shoes in the garage because eventually the glue separates from the bottom. And when you're driving a ball, I and I can attest to this because there have been days when I didn't have my best shoes either. He was um, feeling the grind then. And right? when you when you try to hit the drive with as much power as you possibly can and your feet slide out of your shoes. That's not a good thing on the golf course. You know, but it's funny when we talk about, uh, sometimes I think Christians uh, get the message of the gospel wrong mm-hmm. um, because uh, and we used to teach at Christian school out in, in Concordia University out in Irvine. In California. In California. And, you know, one of my students one time, we, we'd go out and we'd talk to people about coming to this university and, and you know, give your, your impassioned plea uh, in your story. And she said, uh, we go to Concordia because, you know, we know that we're saved by grace. And that means that even if I get an F on the test, it's going to be okay because Jesus loves me. <laughs> And I said, no, that's, or even, I remember one time, remember she said something like, uh, it, when you come to our school, um, chapel isn't mandatory. You oh don't have goodness. to go. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. And, and I it, that like one. that was a good thing. And I said, well, no, no. The point is, if you're saved by grace, you it's, would want you're not, to go. Yeah, you, you'd want to go. And you, mm-hmm. you're, you would, and so I said, no, we, we've lost, when we think of grace as being something that means we can, we can live a, uh, a life that accommodates our worst intentions, mm-hmm. we're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been saved by grace so that we can live excellent lives. We can strive for excellence in all that we do. And and we do that um, for the sake of giving glory to God and for serving our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Now, with that in mind, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk again about how we can move into this new year, even if we don't feel like we have the power or the strength to look back or to look forward. And so I, I want to throw out a Bible verse for us to kind of uh, chew on. Yeah. Because Paul, in, in, at the end of his life in Second Timothy, it's talking about he has right. kind of a grinded out moment. Yeah, that's a really you good You know, one. it's a powerful passage. You know, he's in prison for merely mm-hmm. sharing the good news of Jesus. He's abandoned by people who said that, that they cared for him. He's in a situation that was unjust, and he it was out of his control. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it he, was an unjust situation. It was an absolutely unjust yeah. situation. And... And so the verse comes from 2 Timothy 4, where it's, and Paul says, I'm already being poured out. Mm-hmm. You can almost f- feel him saying, man, I, my, the, my strength to do anything just right. seems like it's ebbing away. And the right. time for my departure, which he's talking about his death, his is life, near. Yeah. And then he says, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. And now there's in store for me. Mm-hmm. A crown of righteousness, which the Lord will award me on that day, and not only for me, but to all who have longed for his appearing. So, again, you know, mm-hmm. if you're in this moment right now and you're struggling with looking back on your life, or you're struggling with even facing what you're what you're dealing with day to day, and you almost don't have the power for any kind of resolutions, I think Paul is giving us some wisdom here. Right. He was in a pit. Yeah, he was in a pit, and there's he's he's got this kind of grind it. I'm going to get through this, even if it comes to fruition in my death. I'm going to get through it, mm-hmm. or if suddenly I'm set free. I've got more to do. Mm-hmm. So again, that that grinded out uh, attitude is something that has to come from being connected to a Lord who grounded out for you. I mean, is that is that the best way to say? Actually, that? no. That's really really good because if you think just symbolically about the way his experience was and mm-hmm. the way other people around him were 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 seeing him, right? And he continued to write letters mm-hmm. of hope and and inspiration, right? And even in the pit of. 
and the ground, you know, you th- think of all the symbolism of that, you right. know, uh, there was just such confinement. I mean, he, he could have, had, I mean, remember when John the Baptist really struggled with Jesus, you know, and he said, are you the one who's to come or should we expect somebody him. else? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is doing things that, he, that didn't match what he thought he was going to do. I'm sure Paul had a similar thing when he's sitting in prison right. and he's thinking, is this how it's supposed to end for me? Mm-hmm. But notice what he did. Like you were talking about, he he still calls out to his friends and mm-hmm. says, hey, if you can come, please come, because I yes. enjoyed when you came. Yes. And then I love when he said, bring my coat. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. And then he also said, and bring my parchment, because I've got some stuff I want to write even even here. So again, this, this grinded out because he knew God had purpose in his life. Uh, and God had even uh, a finish to his life that he couldn't even imagine. Right. So th- I, I think if you're struggling with that, that's that's one of the ways that we can struggle with the issues of, of sitting here on the cusp of a new year in the mm-hmm. middle of a pandemic, not mm-hmm. sure if there's going to be resolutions mm-hmm. that we can even accomplish on the other side mm-hmm. and realizing God's the one who has to say. And our resolutions might not be his resolutions, too. Well, there, there's that, too. You know, we put a lot of pressures on ourselves uh, sometimes, and we we judge ourselves, you know, and I, especially this time, you know, we think, I know I'm guilty of that myself. You know, I think, okay, this door is closing, and that door is closing, and I didn't get this done, and I didn't get that done. And, you know, that's just not living in a graceful life. You know, it's a good way to look at it. But then, okay, I learned from that what did, you know, what were the struggles or whatever, and then move beyond it because it listen if you wake up in the morning that's another opportunity right, right. and so i mean you, i think you just said it you so it, it this thing about new years and resolutions and looking back and reflection and restoration and all that it's not just because we're turning the calendar page there mm-hmm. there's more to it than that there's a right. power to face it and there's a power to deal with it and that's that's kind of what we're talking about today Mm-hmm. You know, that, that grace of a God who's involved in our life, who's actually, who actually can help us deal with our past. He can help us uh, give us strength to grind it out if we're in that kind of situation in our present. Right. And he's always got the future uh, in his hands. Right. You. And, and you know, New Year's refreshment, even though, like, I keep talking about New Year's, but, you know, we're coming up on it. And I, I start, like I said earlier, we keep on, you know, we start early in our celebration of it. But I think it's because we know that, you know, celebrating just that one night and waking up the next day doesn't mean that all the things go away, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're able to, the, the, the beauty of it is, is that you, you know and you celebrate this every day that you're able to leave everything in God's hands and let things go from the past and look forward to the future because he makes it a future that's worth looking to, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's because of him that we can always step forward every day. And honestly, that restoration, renewal, and hope happens, you know, just through being honest and, and, and reflecting and accepting our responsibility for the reality that we're in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, having someone to talk to about those kind of things, I mean, I know that's what you do in your in your regular work, if you will, <laughs> on top of our podcast and things, is that you see people and talk about these things, having someone that you can talk to about these kind of things so that you can work them through and work them out. Um, Yeah, I do. And I actually feel very privileged to be able to do that. I think, no, I know. I know that that the Lord gave me specific gifts and Mm -hmm. um, I'm genuinely, you know, interested in people. And this has been something since I was nine years old, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've been very tenacious in pursuing, you know, education and learning as much as I can so I can help people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, condescent counseling is always available to any of our listeners that, you know, might want to just, you know, have a session or have several sessions. And we do coaching and connecting and, you know, consulting there. And if any listener would like to learn more, they can go to the website, which is cc 
cc, it's four c's, cccc-usa.com, or call us at 657-325-8635. And that's 657-325-8635. And of course, all of our uh, sessions are confidential, and we really feel privileged to to have people yeah to keep the conversation us. and to keep yeah. the conversation going well yeah. let's do that let's keep the conversation <laughs> going today because you know let's talk about then you know reflecting and seeing clearly uh-huh. uh, our past and then seeing it through the gracious eyes of God and then let's also celebrate the moments uh, that we have each day with each other and and that can uh, as we share and build our faith together and then let's look to the future Let's talk about how we can look to the future um, and, and how do we do these things differently, uh, especially this year. You know, that's you know what I you think just said that hit me right now. It really did. When you said that to do it in a gracefully, in a gracious way, because sometimes we do it in a judging way, right? Mm-hmm. And some of us more than others. I know I'm guilty of that myself. I, you know, will think, oh, well, this person could have done that differently or this person could have done this or, or, or myself. Listen, so it's, I think what you just said is extremely important to be appropriately gentle with yourself for shortcomings and with other people for their, for their shortcomings. You know, practice grace. Yeah, look at the reality for sure. Look at the reality of the situation. Don't make excuses, but maybe look for understandings of why things could have happened or reactions could have happened and without justifying anything. Because when we do that, when we, when we don't justify, then we validate the struggle that's there, right? We don't try to diminish it. And sometimes when we justify it, we're, we're doing that exactly. Well, and, and I want to jump in on this, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes people think that, that Christianity is just saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the Ten Commandments, just say no. Mm-hmm. People need to understand the power of, of Christianity is the gospel. It's right. the fact that God says yes when all you can muster is a no in your life. And mm-hmm. so we're dealing with the reality that, that we're broken, we're sinful, and we've got to take responsibility. But that's not the power to move forward. Mm-hmm. The power to move forward is, is a God who said, and I came into your life and I gave you my grace, my forgiveness, and my love as a gift because right. you didn't deserve it. Right. And now with that truth and that reality, reality, you can face your past, you have strength to deal with your present, and now you know that the future is my thing for you, not your thing for me, and you can move boldly into the future. That's right. You know? And and so how how can we not but be gracious? Right. You know, because we've been graced. Right. You know? And so, again, sometimes people feel like Christianity is just the Ten Commandments. It is that. I'm not saying it's not. But once the Ten Commandments shows you that you don't have the capacity, mm-hmm. then God says, well, I, I wanted you to see that because I'm your capacity. I like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. and again, that's I think that's one of the ways that if you're feeling really overwhelmed right now mm-hmm. and you're trying to just muster up the strength to get through, mm-hmm. you're beginning to realize you don't have the capacity sometimes to even deal with some of these issues. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where God says, well, that's why I want you looking to me, mm-hmm. looking to my word, looking to my, my grace in your life, my love for your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Christians realize that's what we uniquely have. Mm-hmm. It's this message, this reality I think of that needs grace. to be really, really, really shared, especially right now, this mm-hmm. time of the year, and with all the struggles that we've experienced in the past year, and the close, oh, well, this, yeah, you know, and as we're moving into the, the new year, we don't really know what all that's going to look like, right? And, right? and we've been, you know, just even grappling with being able to come together and worship and, and, and raise each other up and support one another. Well, goodness, if we're having a hard time, can you imagine the people that don't even have the Word of God in their life? Right. Or when they hear it, they're kind of like, oh, 
folksy or, you know, that's just a fairy tale or, you know, whatever, because they don't really understand it. Well, let me give you an image, too, if you're out there saying, what what are they talking about? What what do they mean by this? Well, the Bible says this. It says the word became flesh Mm -hmm. and made his dwelling among us. He had templed among us, if you will. And what I always say is that that God is constantly chasing us down, Mm -hmm. Uh, that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And I always say, what does that mean that he's with? It's that, you know, he's coming for you. It's not like we're waiting on him and or he's waiting for us. He's chasing us down. Mm-hmm. And so goodness and mercy, they don't just follow you. They chase you down because that's who God is. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain this to people. Let because- him catch you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let him catch So it. much of our lives, our disobedience is running away from yeah. him, and he's got all this goodness and mercy the, he wants gosh, to pour you know, into our lives. People that, 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 that get caught, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that allow themselves to be caught, uh, have such joy. Right. You know, it's amazing to me. You have such joy that they've never experienced before. It's in, in a peace, uh, you know, a lightness to them. And you can actually see it, especially the ones that have just been become again walked into the light or or they've or they've seen it through some tough times and through the right. fire like we talk about a lot yeah. so that idea again and this is a very clear biblical teaching so so get this right he comes into the flesh mm-hmm. uh, he's the chase us down kind of god with his goodness and mercy and that means where you are right now in the struggles you might be having facing new years with with like i don't even know if i can make a resolution mm-hmm. he wants you to know he's coming for you mm-hmm. and so when you open his word, he's coming for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not this superficial coming. He literally gets involved in your life, walks with you, talks with you through the scriptures, and helps to give you the strength to actually face each new day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think that's incredible. And every day you wake up then, it's a new day to see what he's going to do in your life or through your life with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And and the thing of it is, you know, we can also sit there and in the mornings, when we wake up and say, we're going to intentionally do this to light somebody's light, right? Mm-hmm. And because we are called to be the lights of the world and we shine brighter and we spread our light further when we're clear and free in our hearts and in our minds. And, you know, so we need to resolve to expect and, and accept that we will make mistakes and we will fall short and accept the reality of the situation and our decisions and continue to still walk forward in grace and serving his purpose. And we always have the ability to serve his purpose, no matter the situation. And that's what gives us value. So we can build this into our New Year's resolution. Yeah. And so maybe some final takeaways, just looking back on the Bible verse that we were just talking about where Mm -hmm. Paul seems to be grinding it out. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things I would just say is take some advice from him, okay? Mm -hmm. You can't be in any worse situation than the Apostle Paul isn't in this text, right? But what I loved about it is he focused on the friendships that he had in faith. Mm -hmm. So it's not even a monkish life. We're not telling you to go read your Bible by yourself in the corner. God has brought people into your life, and, Mm -hmm. and that's why you should be in worship together with people, you're meant to kind of bump into these fellow graced sinners mm-hmm. for a reason, right? That's so, right. So focus on that. And then, of course, focus on the promises of God. And, you know, you talked about an aligning yourself with the mm-hmm. promises. Let, right. If, the prom, if God makes you a promise, that's the surest thing you've got. Mm-hmm. So try to align your struggles with his promises. That's right. And then I love the last thing that he did. And, and, and Luther said this stuff too, you know, he said, if God's going to come tomorrow, what would you do today? And he said- I love I, that question, by the way. That's a that? great discussion. If God 
God were to come tomorrow, what yeah. would you do today? And, and Luther said, I plant a tree. Mm-hmm. And people said, well, that, and Martin Luther was a very spiritual, very, you know, he, he understood incredible writings about the goodness of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But what he meant was, I, ju- I just go about the business that God had given me to get done today. And that's what Paul says in this passage mm-hmm. when he says, bring my coat, you know, mm-hmm. come by and visit with me because I'm kind of lonesome and I'd love to have you guys come and then bring my parchment and my pen because I've got some work to do. Right, and because so he was writing constantly. It, so he wasn't going to radically change his life if he died that day. He was going to go about the business God had given him. And so if you've got a vocation, you know, you've got a job, you've got relationships, you've got business you do. You have value. Go about your business because mm-hmm. God sanctifies that mm-hmm. business because he's there with you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just putting one foot in front of the other in the things and in the, the, the things we've got in our life and the people we have in our life, it gets us through. Mm-hmm. You know, we grind it out and it gets us through. And then we get on the other side and we look back and we go, we actually got refreshed by that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. So I would say learn from the Apostle Paul. There's some takeaways uh, for us to do, you know, uh, as, as we deal with the New Year's resolutions, Yeah, don't let yourself get in the pit. Don't put yourself in the <laughs> don't pit. Don't put yourself in the pit. <laughs> we can, and, and, right? And, and, we can t- do that and, so easily. And maybe to this year, uh, raise a glass um, on New Year's Eve to what God can do in spite of all this stuff. In spite of people like us. <laughs> in spite of who we, we actually get in the way of his stuff. No, yeah. but I'm just saying in spite of what's going on in your life, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on in people's lives this year. There really In spite are. of all that, this is one of those times you can lift to the glass and say, you know what? I can see how even God can get me through this and how that can even be something really special. Mm-hmm. And so the resolution, I would say, is lift a glass to what God can do uh, January 1 and every day going forward. Yeah, every day going forward. Exactly, and his his ways might be completely different from from our vision of it. Well, we've always learned that, right? In in our life, um, we've always tried to make the right choices. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 try to make biblical choices, and we try to pray about what we're doing, and mm-hmm. we try to assess and make sure we're doing it for the right reasons, for you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. But even then, when you think you've made the right choice about that, you God actually said, no, "I actually wanted." This, or or he makes even our wrong choices right sometimes, mm-hmm. but he opens other doors that we didn't even expect were going to be right. opened. Exactly. And so if you're having a struggle this year, just look for the doors that I know I is like going to be opening. I like that. Look for the, yes, for the new doors that might be opening up, right? Absolutely. That you never expected. Absolutely. Yeah. So remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world. One that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next year, little embers, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See See you you soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. FamilyVisionMedia.org.